Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. We started talking about royalty. We're talking about our identity. And I want to spend the next uh, couple of weeks talking about kind of kingly etiquette. Are you with me? That with, that as royalty, you don't act like um, noble people. You don't act like uh, slaves. Come on, are you with me? You have a kingly etiquette, and we possess that as kings in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? As as kings and rulers on the earth, we actually have we 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 have a a, a manner about us that is different. Are you with me? And God has given you these manners in order to extend His rulership or His dominion on. On the earth. And today we're going to be talking about honor. Now, I could have done the whole series on this today, and you're going to notice when we go through the message, this is a ton of content, but um, I've got a lot of references for you guys to go. This is one of those messages that you can take, and you can just spend all week with segments. You can take a segment a day and just spend the rest of the week with, with some of the notes that you have in your app or on the website. So I've got a lot of lists today. I've got a lot of content, and uh, so if you'll bear with me today, I'll, I'll try not to get the preach on too much uh, so we can get through the content. Are you with me? But you still got to amen me and all that kind of stuff because that helps me move along. Or we're going to be here till like two, and uh, and we will, we are not good when we're hungry, and um, right. Leslie and I learned that early on in our marriage that um, happy wife is is a non hungry wife. So keep her fed and she's happy. So it's true. And I'm the same way. So we're talking about honor. Now, when we think about kings, when we think about royalty, we, honor is a thing that we think about, right? We think, man, if, if royalty walked in the room today, we would, we would honor them in some way, right? Maybe we would roll out the red carpet or maybe, you know, in some cultures, people would actually bow to that king or something like that. We, we would treat them different than we would common folks. Why? Because we would honor them for the position that they have. We would honor the royalty in them. Now, the most royal king, check this out, the most royal king, the king of kings, stepped out of heaven and showed us what it's like to live as an honorably king. He did this in, in, in this kingdom. It's, it's, he didn't show us to come. Listen, Jesus didn't come as a king demanding honor. In fact, this is why it was so hard for people to receive him. Right? So the Jews rejected Jesus because they thought he was going to come in with an army and slaughter everybody. Come on, the Romans. And then he was going to slaughter everybody and set up this Jewish empire and rule as, a, as an iron-fisted king. And Jesus said it didn't work that way in this kingdom. In this kingdom, we flip everything upside down. So we, we don't just honor up, and we do. We do honor Jesus. But Jesus, come, let me show you what honor looks like. Honor is more about how you respond to others than how they respond to you. So he turned the tables on honor and he said, listen, you want to honor me? Then you honor down. Are you with me? We're going to get into that today. So Mark chapter 6, verse 1, Jesus left that part of the country and returned to his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogues and many of them who heard him were amazed. So the people were like, wow, this is so good. This is good content. Like they would have downloaded Jesus' podcast. And so they, they were amazed. They were blown away by the good word that Jesus was speaking. And they asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Verse 3, then they scoffed at him. Now it's interesting. They're like, whoa, 
It's a good word. I mean, they're like taking notes. Then it says this. They scoffed at him. So they switched from being amazed by being taken away by Jesus. Then they move into this mode of scoffing. They were making fun of him. They were like, what? He's just a carpenter. The son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. He's just like us. And his sister is living right here among us. That's what they were saying. Then it says this, they were deeply offended. So get this story. Jesus comes in, blows them away. They're like, wow. And then they go, oh, wait a second. He's just one of us. Do you see how their disposition changed? They were deeply offended and refused to believe him. Now, they had done miracles. It had nothing to do with the word that Jesus was bringing. It had nothing to do with the acts he was doing. In fact, it had more to do with who he was, his lineage. Because he was just that boy that they grew up with. Then Jesus told them this. He said, a prophet is honored everywhere except for in his hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And then it says this, and because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracle among them except for place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. A few headaches, a few ingrown toenails. And he was amazed. Check this out. He was amazed by their unbelief. Jesus was amazed by their unbelief. What happened? What happened here in this scenario? They stopped honoring Jesus. They stopped honoring the man that they so revered just moments before. And it's interesting that Jesus points out that their honor had a lot to do with their faith. See, we don't get everything in the kingdom just because we have faith. And in fact, I think part of the problem with, the, with what we see, and I'm careful with saying this, and y'all that know me know my heart, one of the problems with uh, not necessarily the American church, it, it is in that, but it's really a problem in America, is that we don't know how to honor. And so this is part of the reason why you can go in other countries, preach the same gospel you could preach like we preach here this morning. You can go in another country and see thousands get saved. In America, we don't see it. We don't see the miracles here that you see in other nations when the same message is going forth, the same songs are being sung, everything's the same. What is different? A culture of honor. So part of the reason why America is lacking in miracles and the supernatural is because part because it's not just a faith atmosphere, it's also an honor atmosphere. They are both the currency of heaven. So the, the, the culture of honor cultivates an atmosphere for miracles. Honor, just like faith, is a currency of the kingdom lifestyle. Check this out. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18 says, pray for us. For our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything that we do. Now, I always take note whenever I read the Scriptures and I see pray. Because we pray for what's important. Right? We did a series this spring called The Prayers of God, When God Prays. And we were talking about the prayers of Jesus. And we, we basically learned the value system of Jesus by what he prayed. Right? And we spent a lot of time in, in John 17. And here is the writer of Hebrews saying, pray for us that we can live honorably. 
He didn't just pray for us that we would be protected and be blessed. No, pray for us that we would live honorably because why the blessing follows where the honor is. So how do we honor God, right? We all want to honor God. How many want to honor God? Uh, we, we want to live lives that honor God. These are just a few quick ways. I'm going to go through these. We've got references here uh, so you guys can come back and look at them later. First of all, we honor God with our worship. We did that a little bit ago. You can look there in Psalms 29. We honor God with our priorities. We want honor God in our homes, right? We honor God by the way a husband and his wife treat one another. How the kids treat their parents, right? This is, we honor the Lord by honoring our home. We honor God by honoring our bodies. All you fitness people say amen. And especially in the area of purity, right? We honor God in our finances, Proverbs 3, verse 9. You know, honor God in the first fruits. We honor God with our, with our wealth, with our finances. Some of you want a blessing in your finances, but you don't honor God in your finances. We honor God with our convictions, with our holy living. Your convictions are this, what you say yes to and what you say no to. Some of you need to say no to more things. And I'm not even talking about sin things. Just things that will set you apart. So we honor God in our convictions. Number seven, we honor in our ability, and this is where we're going to spend our time this morning, in our ability to honor others. We honor God by honoring others. Listen, you cannot honor God and dishonor others. If we are honoring God with our lips and not honoring the people around us, then we are living in hypocrisy. You say, well, what if they're not honorable? Well, we'll talk about that in just a second. Listen, Jesus is not cheap, right? How many know that God paid a very high price when he sent Jesus? I mean, that's a high price. It's not like some guy died for another guy. No, it's God died for the human race, right? We know John 3.16. Come on. For God so loved the world. God loves all the people. That's why Jesus came. Because he loves the people. He honored the people. And he doesn't pay a price and, and because it's not valuable. Why would he pay a price like that? Because it was worth it to him. See, Jesus saw you as worth it. No matter what anybody else has told you, Jesus, and his opinion so much, so much higher. He said, you're worth it. In fact, you're so worth it. I'll die for you. I mean, if a person did that, we'd be like, whoa. God did it. He stepped out of heaven, lived as a man, became sin, became the sin that you committed. That is honor. And he will never pay for something that is not worth it or something of less value. In other words, if a car is only worth $800, he's not going to pay ten grand for it. He will only pay what it's worth. So you are worth the life of God. Do you get this? You are worth the life of God. That's how valuable he sees you. Can I tell you that not just you, but also your neighbor, your sinning neighbor, the the politician that you're annoyed by, 
even the one I'm annoyed by. He loves them. And get this. He loves them not just as much as you. He loves them as much as Jesus. John 17, the prayers of Jesus. He's prayed that, right? He said, Lord, I pray that they would know that you love them as much as you love me. The most evil, vile person you know, God loves them as much as he loves Jesus. And he showed that in his value of them. Woo! So don't just sit around and go, God loves me, God loves me, God loves me. You better realize that he also has that same love for the person that's next to you, for the person that's mistreating you, for the person that's, quote, unquote, beneath you, for the, for the person serving your, rest, serving your table at the restaurant or parking your car or on the street begging for money. Woo. Listen, if they matter to God, then they should matter to us. If they matter to God, they shouldn't matter to us. So we're not called royalty so we can go around going, oh, look at me. I'm royalty. I got my pretty robe on. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, right? We're not, we're not royalty so we can go around, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. No, no, no. We're called royalty so we can go around and we can honor people. And we can spread God's dominion on the earth. Y'all all right? So we honor. Now we have a, in our, in our values here at Overflow, we value honor. We value a culture of honor. We say we honor up, we honor down, and we honor all around. Right? So where do we honor? It's a culture of honor. We honor up, we honor those that are above us. We honor those that we would think are beneath us, or maybe they are beneath us if you're in some kind of organization. Right? I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right? I mean, God, God is, there's a chain of command. God sets up things like that. God establishes leaders. And we honor all around. That's how we honor. So we honor up. What does that mean? What does it mean to honor up? Well, first of all, we honor up. We honor civil authorities. Everybody say civil authorities. Civil authorities are like the government. Oh. So remember that next time you cheat on your taxes. We honor the military. We honor the police. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17, Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honor the king. Honor the king. See, God put in us this desire to honor people that are in authority above us. The attitude that you have towards police officers, government officials, government systems, you can honor God by honoring them, even if they're evil. Some of us will be tested in this come February. How much do we honor God will be revealed in how much we honor the president. This is why you go on my Facebook timeline. You're not going to see me complaining about the commander-in-chief. Because it tells me very specifically to honor the king. And, they're like, and people are like, well, you don't know how bad this person is. Let me break it down for you real quick. When Peter talks about the king, he's talking about a man named Nero. Now, his life was characterized by debauchery and violence. He even caused his own mother to be killed. Very extravagant, full of wealth, full of money, immoral. More immoral than any leader that you know of. We're talking like 
Hitler status. Listen, now track with me. Then they say this, honor him. What? Come on, how many of y'all need a little grace in that? I know I do. Listen, a lot of people thought this man was the Antichrist. He torched cities and he killed Christians. So here's this guy, Nero, going out and killing Christians. And Peter and Paul several times write in the gospel. I mean, you can't read the, the epistles. You can't read the epistles and, and avoid this issue of honoring civil authority. Honor the king. Honor all those in authority. Come on. It's tough. Because they do things that are, the, the American church can die if this, that, and that happen. The American church, the, the, look at the church in this day. Martyrs. Most of the, most, all of the disciples except for one were died a martyr's death. Many of them were already killed under this man's regime. And they say this, honor the king. Well, that no makes no sense to me. See, I can't find anywhere in the writings of the apostles calling for a rebellion or an overthrowing of those officials. In fact, it says this in, in Romans, if you guys will read that, in Romans chapter 13, it says that all authority has been established by God. Now, I don't know how all that works, but I know that I'm called to obey the Scriptures more than my feelings, more than what I think might be right or wrong. Woo. Now listen, eventually Paul and Peter, who wrote these words about honoring the king, about submitting to the rule, eventually they were killed by the command and the dictates of this king. Yet they said, honor him. Do we get it? Do we understand? So think about that next time you... Share a post complaining about our police officers or about our military or about our system. Is it corrupt? Probably. But my job is not to expose. My job is to honor. That's a hard one. Come on, how many of you know that's a hard one? Everybody say, I need grace. I know I need grace. Come on. Well, they're not honorable. Listen. Honor speaks of you, not of them. Man, I'm not making very many friends today. All right. Y'all all right? I'm just being real with you. You know, um, we had an incredible thing happen to us, you know, after the police officers were, were kill, killed here in Dallas. And uh, we were on our way to a birthday party. And it, we, were, we loaded up in our van, and we were heading, and traffic was, like, backed up. We were like, what's going on with the traffic? You know, we're all about our agenda. And, and we pull up on, I, I'm looking at my map app, and it's saying going this way. I'm like, why is it telling me to go this way? And so we pull out on I-20. This is right over here, just south of here. And we pull out on I-20, and we see cars that are all pulled over on the side of the road. Well, it was a funeral procession for the, the fallen police officers. And uh, I saw a, a car pulled over, a guy pulled over. I was just going to pass it and get, and get on the, the freeway where I needed to go and get out of there and because uh, it was all happening on the other side of the freeway. And so we, we start driving slowly, and these cars are parked on the side, and I see a man, a, a man that was probably 10 years older than I am, and he was standing outside of his car. He had his hat off, 
And I thought, oh, Lord. And so I pulled, I said, look, we need to stop. We were running late, all this kind of stuff. And so we, put, we got out of the car, and, and we had the kids come out. We said, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to honor those that, that have fallen. And we got out of the car, and I was wearing a hat, and I took my hair out, hat off, and my hair was all crazy. And, and so we're like, we're just standing there, and we just began to weep. And God was just doing something in our heart. And I, why? Why was that so moving? Because God put inside of us an instinct to honor. And I, I remember there were cars. We were blown away. Cars from, what, Lubbock. And, and I think we saw some police cars from Houston. They were just driving by and all these people honoring these police. And we, and, and we, hadn't, we were gone out of town when, the, Dallas, when the, the police officers were shot. For the first time, for me to deal with some of the things that I was dealing with these police officers being killed, the things that I was feeling, it took that moment. It took that moment to honor them for me to deal with the tension in my heart from what happened. Listen, some things will never be dealt with if you continue to just kind of live life. Honor means that you pay a special attention to it. And so in this moment, and God, God just did a work in us, man. We were like wrecked, and Leslie was bawling. I'm crying. I'm like, what is happening to me? I didn't know what was going on. But I know in that moment, God was doing some things in my heart because I responded to honor. I responded to this instinct to honor. Now, sometimes we have the instinct to rebel. Come on. But we, we, must, we must yield to the Lord. Come on. Are you with me? And so... We honor up. We honor civil authorities. Secondly, we honor social leaders. Social leaders would be your boss, your teachers, the teachers of your kids, coaches. So we just, hold up, we, we just got into, uh, for the first time, you know, we're not really, I know that it's hard to imagine, but I... I wasn't like in sports a lot, and I'm still not. I know that's hard for you to imagine because I'm off of Zeke, but um, we we entered Judah into soccer. He showed this great interest, so we we got him into soccer with the YMCA, and uh, you know I I show up and it's disorganized and it's like people are all over the place and I'm getting like my phone blown up by really bad text messages and I was just like you know what though this guy's a coach he is a social leader and I need to honor him. He's doing something that I'm not willing to do, <clears throat> something I couldn't do, but uh, he's doing something that I'm not willing to do. I need to honor him. So, man, I'm texting him back. I'm like, hey, coach, appreciate you so much. I'm honoring him. This is an opportunity for me not to be a critic of the way this man's doing things, but to honor him in order to see the love of Jesus. So yesterday, we're at the game, and we have, like, all this, like, leftover snacks. And we picked this. We were, it was our snack week. You know, I guess they do this. This is all new to us. And so we go to Sam's, and we're, like, stocking up, and we open up the snacks and, you know, the little Gatorades, and we pull them out, and all the kids are grabbing Gatorades. Nobody's getting the snacks. We're like, oh, dang, we failed at the snacks. We should have got them, like, Snickers bars or something. We had them try to get them something, like, a little bit healthier, you know. And uh, none of the kids were getting the snacks. It felt you know, pretty bad, but so the coach is there. And I'm just like, man, they, they got murdered. It was, it was terrible. I mean, they, they lost so bad. They quit keeping score after the first half because they were losing so bad. Like it only went up to 10 and we had zero. I mean, we were terrible. And so I'm going up to the coach afterwards and I'm like, you know what you need to do? No, I was like, man, thank you so much, coach. We appreciate it. Here, have some Gatorade, have some 
snacks. You know, I'm like trying to give him the whole thing. <laughs> Wanted to honor him. And he, listen, and what, what I'm doing in that moment is I'm teaching my son. Come on, and I'm being salt and light because there's other parents that are complaining. Word. They're teachers. Honor their teachers. Write them a little note. Your boss, how are you acting? What's your disposition towards your boss? What are you saying behind closed doors? The order of the home. Another way. So we have civil authorities, social leaders, the, ho- the order of the home. This is another institute that God ordains. Listen, if you're a parent, don't let your kid live in sin. It is a sin for a child to be dishonorable to their parents. So I'm quick to tell my kids when they're sinning. I'll straight up tell them. They'll be, you know what you're doing right now? You're sinning. They're like, you're sinning against me and you're sinning against God by being disrespectful. You say, man, Josh, that's, that's harsh. No, no, no. I'm telling him the standard of God. repeated in the New Testament in Ephesians. Come on. I, I would not let my kids come into the house and watch porn. Come on. Or get drunk or have drugs in the house. I'm not going to let that happen. So I'm not going to let them come in and dishonor me and disrespect me in my house because it's a sin. And parents are just like, oh, it's just the way they are. They're so hyper here. Let's put them on Ritalin. Let's do this. No, 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 no. You set that order in the home, and you're not, listen, you're not being a dictator by that. You're enforcing God's standard. You're showing them what royalty looks like. I want, the, I want to teach them honor so they can experience the, the, the benefits of living in honor, nurture, nurturing a culture of honor in our, ho- in our home. So our kids say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, ma'am, no, sir. If it's somebody that's older, it's Mrs. Brooke. Come on. They're going to learn respect. Why? Because God loves environments of honor. He established it. We're going to beat it into them if I have to. The same way I would beat something else that was harmful out of their life. Because it's a sin for them to, to act dishonorably. Do you guys get this? It's a sin for your kids to dishonor their parents. So it's okay for you to pull the guard card on them. And there's some other things like fathers don't exasperate your children to wrath. Okay, that's another honor in the home, and I break that one sometimes. All right, but don't let your kids live in sin. Husbands, wives, honor one another. Wives, honor your husband. Respect him. Husbands, love your wives. If she's ever felt unloved, you better make sure she starts feeling loved. Wives, if your husband ever feels disrespected, you better make sure he feels respected. That's your job the order of the home. It's why we function best. God set it up. He knows how to run it. Getting to, there's all these scriptures you guys can study during the week. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, you can take it up with God and read the scriptures. Don't kill the FedEx guy. All right. And the next is church or kingdom leaders. Several scriptures there. I'm not going to get into that because it's awkward. But there's the, the scriptures for you. Um, on Monday, we were at an event at Christ for the Nations. We were doing this, like, church expo thing. And uh, and so th- there's a, a guy that I know that's a youth pastor that was one of my students, and, and we have a relationship. Well, he brought his pastor over to meet me. 
And uh, I've done some, like, website work and stuff like that for them. So he brings his pastor over to meet me. And his pastor has been, like, in the ministry for, like, 35 years, planted this church in his living room, just kind of like we did. And so he brings his pastor over, and I see him coming. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get up. And he goes, don't stand up. And I was like, I stood up. Let me tell you what I didn't do. I didn't go, what up, bro? How's it going? I was like, hello, sir. You know, got up, pastor, honored him, shook his hand, looked him in the face, told him, I t- I t- listen, I don't know the guy, but I know what he's invested. I know, the pro- I know what it's like to be a pastor for just about four years and then being a youth pastor for almost 20 years. I know, I know what it's like. I know how hard the job could be. And I just looked him in the eye. I was like, thank you so much for the investment that you've made in our city over these decades for the contribution to the kingdom of God. I don't know the guy. I don't know how good his doctrine is or how good he can preach. But I know his position. And it was an opportunity for me to honor a man that he might not get elsewhere. So honor those that are ahead of you. Don't come in with a know-it-all attitude. And, hey, man, we're just all brothers in the Lord. Good, bro. with you. Honor up. Honor up. Everybody say honor up. Number two, honor down. Honor down. Uh, several years ago, this is, uh, there was an older gentleman in our church that we were serving at, and I preached a message that was probably similar to this, and I was talking about honor, how we need to honor people. Scripture calls us to honor people. Well, this guy comes up to me, and he's like, I rate. And he goes, I don't, know who, I don't know who you are to be throwing around that word honor. And he starts, he got offended that I was talking about honoring people. He's like, because there's only certain people that deserve honor. And he's just like irate. And I'm like, whoa, man, what's going on? Like, I mean, I know I was preaching, but like I wasn't like mad or, you know, I'm like, what, what's going on? And he was upset because he had served in the military. He had new men that had died in the military. And he thought that that word honor was only reserved for those that, we're in the military. Now, this guy was, like, seasoned in the Lord. I'm like, have you not, like, read the word? <laughs> like, you know, I'm, like, trying to respect him because he's an older guy than me, and I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm like, man, that was not my intention. I mean, he was, he was irrationally mad. I could not get a word in. I'm just trying to, hey, man, you know, I'm sorry. Da, da, da. And finally, we were able to work it out. But he had this, this messed up mindset that we can only honor up. And I told him, I was like, that's not the way it works in the kingdom. We also got to honor down. Because honor speaks of value. Listen, we do not honor people based upon their status. We honor them based upon their value. Let me say that again. We don't honor people based upon their status. Come on. Not their positional status. Not their economic status. Come on. Not their race. Not their gender. We don't honor people based upon their status. We honor them based upon their value. Jesus honored prostitutes, tax collectors who were mobsters of the day, sinners, etc., to show us that they were valuable. They were people that did not deserve honor. They were people that did not earn honor. They didn't pay a price for honor, but Jesus honored them. There's a woman in John chapter 8, caught in adultery. The religious people drag her out, pick up their rocks, and are about to stone them. And Jesus says, listen, hold up. Don't throw the rocks yet. He without sin cast the first stone. 
Rocks hit the floor. Jesus looks at the woman. Caught in adultery. Sinning, filthy woman. Caught in adultery. You know what he said? Where are your accusers? (laughs) She's like, Lord, I have none. He goes, listen. Listen. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Now, he, he, didn't, he didn't wait to honor her. He didn't go, well, hold on, hold, hold on, hold up just there. Let me explain the gospel to you. 2,000 years ago, I died, <laughs> right? He didn't, he didn't go through the Roman road, nothing. Listen, not that none of those things are bad. Listen, he didn't go through anything to honor her. He honored her based upon her value, upon her potential, where she was going. And he says, your sins are forgiven. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that that woman probably got up and left changed. Because she was honored. Not because she was making good choices, but because Jesus saw her as valuable. He didn't wait for her to get honorable. He put honor in her. We, we, we honor people because they are valuable, made in the image of God. If that's a problem, if it's a problem for you to honor people who are sinners or tax collectors or rotten politicians, listen, then make sure you're here next week when we talk about humility and serving. Because God wants you to get over yourself. Listen, I know it's hard today. Me too. Yes, me. I need grace. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Who's others? Everybody else. (laughs) Everybody that ain't you. Who's the others? The person that's not you. Honor others, not looking at your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. How much interest have you shown to those that are, un, that are below you? How have you honored down? Please, please don't take that as, a, as an insulting thing. But someone who's not where you're at yet, who's not where you're at. You know, we do that all the time. I, I know that I'm guilty of it with people that, like, aren't as far along in their spiritual journey as I am, and I don't always honor down. I'm like, well, what they should do is they just get their mess together and stop thinking like that. Not honoring down. Whereas if I would honor down, maybe they would learn to live a little bit more honorably. Y'all all right? Number three, all around. I'm going to try to get done here. How many of y'all will give me five minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20. Okay. Yeah, preacher joke. All right. Number three, honor all around. Everybody say all around. Honor all around. Honor all around. Y'all help me get through this. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring others. Honoring each other. Listen, we honor all around. We bring honor to where we go. And listen, honor doesn't always look the same. You honor a police officer different than you do a barista at Starbucks. Different than your servant. So listen, we don't honor everybody like we honor God. Only he's worthy of worship. Only he's the one that can get worship. But, so we don't honor people. We don't worship people. Come on, are you with me? So honor will look different. You, you honoring your parents now, me honoring my dad at 42 looks a lot different than it did when I was 12 or 25. 
I've actually learned to honor him over the years. I'm still learning to honor him. It looks different. Come on. I don't have to call him and ask him if I can stay out an hour later. But I honor him in other ways. I honor military personnel or police officers different than I do a server at my restaurant. Right? I don't go up to a police officer and go, thanks for serving. Here's uh, 15% of my bill. That would be weird. By the way, 15% is the floor, not the ceiling for those of you. 20 should probably be your floor because you're generous. All the, all the waiters say. <laughs> no, with the server, I've seen people do this. People that don't know who they are, and I watch the way they treat waiters and waitresses. Christian people who don't know who they are, and they're like, mm, I'm so high and mighty. Why don't you, my water's empty and my food not cooked right. So I'm going to treat you like garbage. How dare you? How dare you? What are you doing to make $2 an hour? Listen, so how do you honor the server at your restaurant? Well, you're kind to them. You're patient with them. You're understanding, wow, they got a lot of tables. I know. I know. I know. How are you representing Jesus when you leave that table? I'm not going to tip them. They don't deserve anything else. They don't deserve more than $2 an hour? I had one guy tell me this one time. He said, I'm not going to give a waiter more than I give God, meaning he's not going to tip more than 10%. I was like, so, like, we're talking about gross income when you talk about the tithe. We're talking about a part. Like, I'm like, where did you get that weird reasoning? I'm going to give them more than I'm, well, I hope you're not going to give them more than you give God. Don't give God. I'm like, if you can't afford to be a generous tipper, then don't, don't go out and eat. Order McDonald's or something. I mean, that's where your value is, right? I'm just saying. So, uh, okay. But so honor looks different in different contexts. So honor your way. When you go out today, when you go out to eat, like give them 20 bucks. They need that money more than you do. Oh, you don't know my financial situation. I know this. I know that when you're generous, God makes sure that you have enough to continue to be generous. I know that. Levels of honor. So how do we honor? Real quick, I'm going to get through this because I'm preaching long today. <laughs> honor is the Greek word. <laughs> I know you didn't mean that. It's good. It's good. Uh, in the Greek, listen, honor means this, a valuing, recognizing the value, appreciation, esteemed, favorable, or regard. Dishonor simply means this. Sometimes it's better to understand the way, what something is by understanding what it's not. Dishonor means this, to just treat as common or ordinary. Right? So when you treat a person as they're, like they're just another person, you're dishonoring them. How do we honor all people? By valuing all people, by loving the person that's in front of me. I know. I know when you go to renew your license plates, it's not going to be very fun to honor that person in front of line or after you get through the line for 45 minutes to 16 hours, that person up there at the DMV is not going to be very fun to deal with. But you're called to honor the person in front of you. So how do we honor people? Number one, we honor people with words, appreciation, encouragement, by being life-giving. Following through with verbal commitment. Showing up on time when you say you're going to be there. That's how you honor people. Honor people's time. I'll be there at 6 7.30 rolls around and you stroll through the door. You did not honor that person's time. You actually dishonored their time. 
Honor people by honoring your words. Speaking well of people. Listen, criticism and cynicism robs your ability to honor. I better say that again because I don't think you got it. Criticism and cynicism robs your ability to honor. I have this problem when I go into another church, right? And I'm like, man, they're turning me. If they would change their vision statement, if they were, that's cynicism. That robs my ability to bring honor to that house. Come on. So sitting around being critical mm, robs your ability to bring honor. This is another thing. Honoring somebody to their face then acting like acting or saying something about them later is not honor. So many times we do this. We, we were like, bro, good sermon today. It's so awesome. That really got me. Man, if Pastor Josh would have just said this, that, and then the other. That's not honor, what he did right there. That's flattery. And this is gossip, which is dishonorable, which is sinful. Read your Bible. <clears throat> it's actually a very, we, we do this all the time, don't we? To their face, we flatter them. And then we go and shut the door or get on the phone and talk to somebody later. And it's not, I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking about everywhere. Your boss, your kid's teacher, your spouse, uh-oh. Talking about a, listen, talking about a person never brings resolve, but talking to them can. So you talking about somebody doesn't do anything but make your heart dirty and bitter. That's all it does. You talking to them can actually bring some resolve. Shout. Listen, honor speaks to the one who brings it. It's ro- your royalty. You can bring honor. You can afford to honor others. You see, I will never allow the way that you, can, you conduct yourself to conduct me. No matter how bad you wait on my table, no matter how bad you treat me like trash, I'm not going to allow the way that you treat me to dictate how I'm going to treat you. Because I'm royalty. So how do we do that? How do we honor people when we're not feeling it? Do we just flatter them? No, we look for the glory. We look for the glory that rests on them. We look for the weight that is inside of them, and we focus on that. We nurture that. We speak forward. I believe in you. Come on. We get, man, we are critical. And the better we get at things, the more critical we become. The cynicism and the sarcastic attitude. Trust me, if there's somebody in the room that deals with it, it's Josh Brown. But I got to get with the program. Second way we honor people is with action. Loving the person in front of them. What if I disagree with them? Or what if they are sinning? Listen, disagreement and tension is actually an opportunity to express honor. Tension is where honor is tested. So we preach a message like this, and then a governing official does something we disagree with, and it'll be tested whether we truly honor them or not. You honor them when you like them. I hear people complain about their bosses or their job, and then they get frustrated why they don't get a raise or a promotion. Maybe if you would honor God by honoring them where you were at in the situation that you were in, maybe God would promote you. Or maybe God's wanting you to learn an honorable spirit before he does. Maybe the honor is about you and not about them. The third thing is the spirit or the attitude of honor. I'm going to get through this and we're going to pray. Isaiah 29, 13. 
the spirit that we have. So the words we speak, the actions we have, and number three, the spirit or the attitude that we have. Isaiah 29, 13, the Lord says, these people come near to me. Jesus repeats this in Matthew 15. These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. What's he talking about? Flattery. It's like you're coming in, you're talking the big talk. Oh, yeah, look at me. I love Jesus. Oh, God sees me. Look at me. Go like it. Live like a devil. But listen, their worship is made up of rules taught by men. I had a, a young man that is a spiritual son, and, and he came up to me, and, uh, and I, told him, I, I told him basically what I was talking about. I was like, you know, submission is really proved by doing something that you really don't want to do, and then you go ahead and do it anyway, right? And he said, and he looked at me kind of haughty, and he said, well, then I know I'm submitted. And I was like, well, maybe you are, but you are not honoring so you can submit without honoring. Come on, my kids can obey me and still dishonor me. It's the spirit. Jesus dealt with the heart like he always does. So God doesn't want you to just honor him, honor him or honor people with your mouth or your actions. He actually wants you to honor them in your heart. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> so good. I love you so much. Devil. Right? And, I, man, I think about this all the time. What, what, what am I willing to say to my wife that I would never say to that person? Because, I mean, she sees, like, that's where the honor starts, in the quietness of a conversation. When nobody else is around, when I don't have anything else to prove it, I could just be real. What is my attitude really like? Or am I just full of flattery? Come on. I know this is a hard word, but we're royalty, and you're ready for it. Well, I'm submitted. So how do I nurture? And we're going to pray right now, but listen, five things real quick, and I'm not going to go into them, but listen, number one, repent. How do I nurture an honorable spirit? Because, again, honor speaks of you as much as it speaks to the person you're bringing it to. Number one, repent of being dishonorable, holding unforgiveness or bitterness. For acting dishonorable, right, or holding unforgiveness or bitterness, just repent of that. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being critical. Number two, resolve that you're responsible for the honor that you bring. Nobody else is responsible for the honor. Oh, isn't that good? Nobody else. I'm responsible. I'm responsible for showing these people that they're valuable. I'm responsible. Number three, relinquish agendas. Many times we'll honor to a point to get our foot in the door of something, and then as soon as we're in the door, the honor is gone. Without agendas, don't be manipulative. That's manipulation. That's of the devil. Let me just say that. Manipulation is of the devil. Hidden agendas are of the devil. He's a deceiver, manipulative. You're deceiving if you have an agenda and you're honoring to get something. If you're speaking a certain way or doing a certain thing, anything other than to bring honor to them but to promote yourself, then you are being manipulative. Number four, reconcile your differences through conversation. Listen, we're going to have tensions. We're going to have the honorable thing to do when we have tension, when we have frustration, the honorable thing to do is to have a conversation. That's the only thing that can resolve anything. Don't complain. 
Don't bicker. Don't whine. Don't get on Facebook and post links and, oh, I hope they see this. Right? You've done it. I've done it. Come on. And number five, respond with a blessing. Respond with a blessing. You know one of the ways that I've learned to deal with things whenever I don't feel like honoring somebody? You know one of the ways that I've learned to deal with it is I just bless them. I'll, I'll say words to them. I'll, 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 I'll speak to the gold that's already in their life. I'm going to be real right now. We went through a very difficult situation. Hopefully I've been real the whole time. But we went through a situation in 2010 that was very hard for us to honor the leaders that God had put in our life. We felt let down. We felt betrayed. But we decided that we're not going to do anything to dishonor these people. Even though their decisions were not honorable, we said, you know what, we're going to honor. I wrote letters. Thank you so much. Thank you for your goodness to me over all these years. Thank you for your relationship. Thank you for loving me. On and on. Still to this day. Honor. 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 And you know what I found? I don't have bitterness in my heart. I can live free. I don't have this thing that I'm carrying around going, oh. I don't have a a, a despising heart towards them. I actually have a pure heart towards them. But I had to nurture that. 